Hey guys, this podcast is a mashup of questions from a Vayner 4D session in New York. You'll hear six different questions and topics that Gary covers and how they can help you grow a business. Hope you enjoy. Number one, this answer is about how CEOs should think and lead in business. Good news. I stood in front of this company in September and rolled out a new vision called the Vayner Volume Model. 98% 98% of them thought I was out of my mind. Okay. Didn't believe in it at all. Thought that I'm like the crazy founder and like I'm silly, but like when it becomes real, this, you know, lead. You should, anytime you have, anytime you have full buy-in from your employees, you're in a dangerous place. It means that there should be some sort of friction from somebody who's leading up in front and sees everything and is driving a company. Versus people that work in it who are in the, like, they're, they're, like my job is to be like, oh shit, there's an iceberg. Yeah. I'm gonna move this way. And everybody who's downstairs is like, what do you mean? The water's been super clear the whole time. I'm like, no, no, there's an iceberg. There's but they're in the fucking basement. Yeah. They're like, it's been such a nice fucking ride. Like, this has been so smooth. Leaders need to understand what's happening next. Employees are executing on the current and overvalue the past. Number two, this answer is about how to stay relevant in business over the long term. Never, ever be at the mercy of something else. That's why I'm the best at my craft. I don't even want to be at the mercy of my own employees. That's why I got my hands in absolutely everything. What if they quit? What if they get sick? What if they get bored? What if they win the lottery? That's literally how I think about everything. That's why I'm in everything. I don't micromanage, but I'm dangerous enough in everything because I don't want to point to failure. Your point of failure is called Google. They literally change it, no matter how evergreen and white hat you've been, Mm -hmm. they just might decide that video content is part of their macro strategy. Competitor has videos apparently. So what what I always think is when you got something working, always have a nest egg of 20% of your money and energy of building up other things that if God forbid your 80 goes to zero, you're on the course of being okay. Number three, one of the attendees asked, what advertising strategies are working today? This was Gary's answer. Here's the thing, back to, uh, just because we have a TV advertiser in here, here's my big thing with TV advertisers. TV works, like people see, like as much as I struggle with the concept of commercial, like they see results, they just have never spent the money that they spend on TV on a proper digital execution to compare the two. This is why this is why I still run direct mail and some stuff for my dad and other businesses and I look at it. Like to me it's not about does something work or not work? It's the delta of perfect execution in both. The only TV thing that scares me against Facebook is Super Bowl. That's why I keep talking. I mean, I believe in Super Bowl the most. Um, yeah, whether it's 220 and you can imagine that's hyperbole like what I know is the following. If you are in a hardcore, if you are a perfect executor of current digital, the margins are unparalleled to anything else. Bro, you could do one YouTube pre-roll video that hits pay dirt creatively against search Google activity of people searching for fixing the roof, replacing, like all the things we can all imagine. If God forbid, aka God willing, you have a dollar shave clipe like video that converts on YouTube, it's in perpetuity. It's, it's, it's why I love ads. Google and Facebook will always take your money. 
they're gonna change your organic. Number four. This question is about what someone should do to take their business to the next level. Everybody should have a podcast because podcast is easy. You just interview people. It's actually remarkable how scary to me podcasting is. Everybody should have a podcast and the amount of people in this room that are trying to get to somebody that they can't get to, but now instead of asking for their business in a cold email or a LinkedIn, they email and say, I want you to be a guest on my podcast and get that in a minute and now, you gotta ho- now you're hosting the party? Ugh, I, I know you guys have heard this from me. Like I, you're not here if you haven't consumed my content. I say the same things over and over because they're work. Number five. In this answer, Gary talks about marketing strategies that he recommends for B2B companies. The same thing you're doing now. Just stay the course. Stay the course. That was literally the video I posted yesterday on Instagram. People change once they get some level of success. Like, notice my reactions. I'm like, whoa, you gotta spend more. Second location, same. It's very funny how humans work. Like, they find something that works. This is like in health and fitness, this is in business. And for some reason, there's this need to find something else when you've just shown yourself what works. Yeah, yeah, it's like, am I missing, there's this insecurity, am I missing something that could be better when something's clearly working? You know, I, feel, I, always use, I always think of, I don't know why this is the analogy, I always bring it up. It's like a fruit from a tree. It's like, I, here's a beautiful fucking huge orange tree in the back of your yard. You're pulling the orange and you're only squeezing like 30% of the juice out and you're like, this is delicious fucking orange juice and you're like, should I grow an apple tree? I'm like, no motherfucker, like squeeze more oranges. Number six, Gary talks about the best way to build your personal brand in B2B. The only way to build a personal brand in B2B is to bring value to the decision makers that has nothing to do with your direct business. Let me say this because it'll be important for a couple of you. If you think about it, the, my audience for Gary Vee the last six years, seven years, was not mapping to what VaynerMedia was doing. And even Sasha and even 4Ds has been a very passive execution for me because I feel like it's starting to bleed into the people that do follow me, right? The, the way you gain credibility is when the content is bringing value to the audience when it's not a lead gen for your business. When we read the newspaper, advertorial sections don't get us as excited as the regular news. The reason I've been successful is I've been able to provide value without expectation in return of business and if the karma or serendipity or if you're friends with the CEO of GE and you're like, you should meet this guy, like the serendipity of the right event worked out. So let me explain what I mean by that. There's reasons why your business is successful. If you started a podcast or started making white papers or putting out content on LinkedIn, which is where you should live, you need to be thinking about who you're trying to reach, which is the decision maker who drives private label. You should almost start a podcast called The Private Label Show, but every guest should have nothing to do with your industry. A show about private labels is not a show that exists and is directly attributable to your business. Now, interjecting when you interview another female executive some of those nuances may be a smarter way to integrate it than making it the pillar of the content. I don't have a Jets show, I don't have a garage sale show, but I do show my other parts of my life in my content. See where I'm going? 
What I like about you interviewing other people who are the private label provider to Costco for shrimp, frozen shrimp, and she gets to, or he gets to tell you the story of how they did that, now you're just creating a halo of private labeling which inevitably is gonna lead to you. The number one thing you wanna do when you're in B2B content marketing is never make your content about what you're selling and always make so much value for the audience that they click your profile and they do the homework of what you sell. That's what I do, that's what works. I'm not asking for the business, I'm putting out as much value in the world. I'm gonna either be right or wrong about TV marketing, I think I'm gonna be right, and as that continues to play out, that's only leading to more opportunity, not less, but I'm never asking people for their direct business in my content. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Follow Gary on LinkedIn for more business content. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes. Your word of mouth is my oxygen.